glad that you're with me today as we're again studying God's Word. And we're talking about for serious believers only. That's kind of the theme right now. In other words, if you really want to grow, if you really want to develop your walk with God, if you really want to enter into a deeper relationship with Him and you want to discover what it really means to walk with God, then I'm going to share some things with you over these days that hopefully will help you and encourage you. If it's not something that you don't know, that's fine. You can just take it as a reminder if it's something that you do know already. But if it's something that you don't know, you can allow God to to really just speak to your heart and challenge you to, to do some things with it. So I want to talk with you today on the subject of how to read the Bible profitably. Anybody can read the Bible, but you want to read it profitably. You want to read it so that you know what it says and so you understand the truth. To show you the power of God's Word, I just wanted to read from Hebrews 4.12. For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Now, I'm going to assume something, and probably I shouldn't, but I'm going to assume that you read the Bible on some kind of a regular basis. Now, if that's a false assumption, you know it, so start doing it. Start reading the Bible every day, and pick out a a, a book and begin to go through that book, and most Bibles will have at the beginning of a book a little information about that book that will help you understand who wrote it, to whom it was written, and some of the purpose that's involved. But uh, what I'm going to assume is that you are reading, but I want to help you to read profitably and not just read it, not just to say we covered so much, not even so that we have knowledge tucked away in our heads. That's not enough. I've known people who had tremendous Bible knowledge, but it didn't seem to make one bit of difference in their lives. They were cranky and hard to get along with and didn't live out the truth that they, that they knew. So first of all, we must read God's Word prayerfully. To rightly understand God's Word, you have to get God's divine intervention. We need God's, what some people call, illumination. Illumination is when the light comes on and shines brighter than normal and enables us to see. And the Holy Spirit will do that for us. If we, we are a believer in Christ, the Holy Spirit has come to live in our lives so that he can illumine our minds. All through Psalm 119, which is a whole treatise on the power of the Word of God, he, he talks about God show me, God teach me, God reveal to me, God help me to understand the truth that is in your word. For example, in Psalm 119, verse 18, he says, Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. The point being, I need, I need you to open my eyes. Well, of course, you can't read without your literal eyes being open, but you can't really understand unless your spiritual eyes are open. So that's why when every time we read God's word for a little while, we should pray, Lord, open my eyes that I may understand. Open my eyes that I may see the truth. Help me to come to grips with what's really here and to get it into my mind and heart. 
and it should be more than just an intellectual experience. It should be a spiritual experience. But also we need to read the Bible searchingly. I'm not sure that's a word, but uh, I'm just using it to search. We need to search the scriptures. The Bible talks about that. The Bible says that the Berean believers that Paul preached to, he said, were more noble than the ones where he had been before because they received the word with readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether these things were so. They didn't just take Paul's word for it. Paul preached the word to them, but they just didn't accept it. As fact, they studied the Old Testament scriptures to see if it fit, to see if it was right, to see if this Jesus he prophesied or he declared was prophesied to be the Messiah, was the Messiah based on what the scripture said. So we should never take anybody's word for it. We should see what the scripture says ourselves. And uh, Jesus even said, search the scriptures. And the idea is get into it deeper. It's like the old farmer. Somebody said, well, how did your taters turn out? He said, well, they didn't turn out. I had to dig them out. And that's if you're going to really get from God's word what you want to get, you have to come to it with a searching heart. You have to come to it with a desire to dig into it. If, if you read the Bible as easy as you would read a comic book, it will be worth no more to you than what you got from the comic book. But the promise is, Jesus said, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And we will find truth when we seek God with all of our hearts. Search is serious. The Greek word for search means strict, close, diligent, curious search such as a man makes when he's seeking gold, or a hunter when he's seeking gain. So we must search diligently, must seek the truth as we read God's word and let him speak to our hearts. But also we must read it studiously. In 2 Timothy 2.15, Paul writing to the young preacher Timothy, he said, uh, he said, study to be approved of God, a workman, unashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So he said to young Timothy, you're a young preacher, study, dig even deeper than searching. You see, we can watch television, we can listen to the radio, we can talk on our phones, we can text, we can do all the things with the, te with the technology of today, and that's fine. But to read the word of God correctly, we have to do more, we have to dig deep, we have to study. It's diligence. It's digging down. It's seeking to find out. For example, if you read a verse and you don't really understand it, pray and say, God, help me understand this verse. Show me what this means. And then read it again. If you have more than one translation, read it out of more than one translation. Maybe the other translation will open it up for you a little bit more. If you still don't understand it, Say, okay, Lord, I'm content to just leave it with you for now, but I know that in time you're going to reveal to me what this means. You see, that's what it means to study, and it means to think about what you've read. It means to study some verses and often just meditate, think about, make notes about the verses, write down things about the verses, and as you begin to do that, it'll make a difference. But also we need to read God's Word hungrily. 
Again, I don't know whether that's a word or not, but we ought to be hungry. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And Peter in 1 Peter 2.2 says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So we are to hunger after the word. Now, I, will, I think, I, think we sh- I should admit to you right here that I don't always hunger after the word because I don't want you to think that you're supposed to have this unbelievable, insatiable hunger for the word all the time. You will not. In fact, you will probably more not than will. So here's the thing. You have to ask God <clears throat> to give you a hunger for the word, and you have to come to the word when you don't have a hunger and pray that he will stimulate that hunger when you begin to read. So we're going to talk more about that tomorrow, but I'll begin to put this into practice today. Begin to read the word of God and do, be serious about it. And be, pray, pray as you read, and God will begin to speak to your heart. Hope you have a great day. <music>